0: The theme that you kind of want to talk about from the get-go might not be the thing that your audience actually likes and actually wants you to talk about, which is the other hard thing that they accept.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Content Marketing Podcast brought to you by Hedge, the finance content agency. Joined on the show today by Joe Newton from B2B video company, Sway. And today we're going to be talking about as you might have guessed, it, we're going to be talking about B two B video. So, Joe, really good to have you on the show, mate.
0: Great to be on. I love doing these, so uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you having me on.
1: Yeah, you're an old hand. You're uh, what's what's the what's the the saying? It's like um, eating your own eating your own recipe. or like drinking, I don't know whatever it, drink it is, your but own champagne.
0: Drinking yeah, your own champagne. exactly, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, I'm excited to get into this with you today because I'm I'm a big fan of B two B content. I think some of the things. Uh, sorry, B two B video content. I think th- some of the things that you talk about, um, similar to Justin Simon, who was on the show um, a few weeks back, yeah. uh, talking about how kind of businesses need to think a little bit more like creators, and I think there's a ton there that we can get into. So yeah. um, I'm really, I'm really keen for this. Do you want to start by giving me the pitch? Right, like, you don't need to sell me, but maybe for anybody out there who's listening, who's not sure what this is all about, whether they should be doing it, give us the the pitch on B2B video, what you guys do. And why more companies should be uh should be looking at it.
0: Yes. So Sway in a in a nutshell is basically our kind of tag, our kind of tagline is is B2B video made simple. Um and we say that because I get, I think, you know, up until now, and I, you know, still now creating video inside companies, um, you know, if you're a if you're a company, if you you know, if you've got a smallish marketing team, if, even if you've got a big marketing team, right, for a lot of teams it it proves to be very challenging um, to consistently create video content, um, and you know when it does come to creating a video, it's usually a six-month process. It's usually super expensive, and just an absolute like logistical nightmare. Um, and we've kind of looked at like well, why why is that right? And well, when you really look at it, it's because everything's done with in-person production everything's done you know following kind of like traditional production methods yep.
1: um,
0: and the people who are involved in creating that content are all traditional production people um, and so we've we've kind of looked at it and gone well hang on a minute why why does it why does it need to be in person right why do we need to be producing these case study videos or these you know uh videos for our ads why, why does it all need to be with a big fancy expensive you know crew like surely that doesn't have to be the case anymore Mm -hmm. and so we kind of started you know testing it ourselves you know could we just create a a good enough setup you know um from a from an office from a from a bedroom um and we're able to do it um and that's kind of how sway was born with the kind of goal of helping companies be able to consistently ship video content at kind of one-tenth of that like traditional production cost. So a a Mm. big part of how we're able to do that is instead of production being all in person with big fancy crews, it's just we send equipment to our clients, we help them set it up all remotely um, and then we help them produce content all remotely. So it's it's it removes all of those kind of production inefficiencies that you see with traditional production methods.
1: Mm. And I think... The trend that I've seen, well, the, the, I think the reason why this is such a, an important thing for business to look at is because of that the whole piece about authenticity, right? And I think yes. more and more and more, the internet's becoming fake bullshit. Like yes. everything, is a, everything is a marketing tactic or like has some underlying. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, as soon as you see something from a company that is like, like you say, highly produced, you know that it's been manicured to within an inch of its life you're not going to get any like real personality from the people. Yeah, exactly. And so it's interesting for me, actually, I used to work for a big law firm and we did a lot of video content that was exactly as you were talking about before. It took a really long time. If we were going to be in the video, we'd travel like five hours down to Birmingham or something to, to be in the video, to wear a suit. The video that I saw performed the best the whole time I was there, about two and a half years. one we shot during covid where we all just did it on our phones and it was still edited together professionally and stuff but it was it was exactly what you're talking about yeah so it's uh yeah it's a really interesting trend for sure yeah no
0: like it's um it's it's funny because i think a lot of your kind of like traditional production people um you know they'll 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 come into a business you know when they when they when they've got a client they'll create these highly highly produced you know videos these animated videos Um, and I think it's, you know, clients, clients think that's what works. Um, but when you really look on social, you know, when you look on TikTok, especially when you look on even YouTube, LinkedIn, when you actually see what videos are working, what videos are getting attention in the feed, it's the opposite of those videos, right? Again, it's your, it's your iPhone videos. It's, you know, maybe slightly produced, but it's still got a feeling of like, you know, this is just one person speaking to a camera. It's not five people behind and you know really trying to over-engineer a video. Mm. Um, so, so yeah.
1: So, talk to me through that process then. So, you know, obviously, w- we don't want to go, ma- you know, really overproduce, but we also don't want it to look like shit either. You yes. got to find that yes. that happy middle, right? Yes. So, when you're when you're speaking to a new client, talking about what they're going to produce, I guess two things. Number one. What does that look like from a from a quality standpoint? How do you work out where that happy middle is? And then two, um, maybe this is a fully separate question, but where do you start in what that content is going to be about?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in terms of, I guess, guaranteeing setup quality or that, that initial piece of how do we make it look, you know, not like a shaky iPhone video. Um, so we send them out a kind of our, our equipment set. So kind of to my point earlier, we send them a camera, Uh, a light a tripod and a mic um so we kind of they they get this equipment we help them set it up um and we've kind of got a process where we can see so when they're setting up the camera we can see through through their web we can kind of see through their camera so it's like live a live feed of their setup um so it's again a, a big point of that is yeah we could just let clients record videos on iphones and we could we could do that um however i do believe that quality does still matter and you do still want to make it look good um and i do think now if you can make your video content look you know 2x 3x better than than everyone else kind of on linkedin and these platforms you Mm -hmm. will stand out so we while i don't advocate for crazy high production i do advocate for kind of like that medium ground Mm -hmm. um now to to your second question of like where where do we start with video um i I'm a big believer that you don't want to be creating, especially in the early days, net new video content, right? So I don't think you want to be going after and trying to, and what a lot of companies try and do when they, you know, create a video or a series of videos, they'll go and try and create something that's completely separate from the blog they're doing or from the newsletter they're doing or from Mm -hmm. the webinar series they're running. And it's completely siloed, has nothing to do with it, which is usually why it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so what I say is let's start with what you're already doing and let's kind of use video as a amplifier to your existing, you know, written written content. So if we've got a weekly blog that we're doing, well, let's use video to amplify that blog. Right. If we've got a newsletter we're doing, let's turn that newsletter into a 60-second social video highlight. Right. Mm-hmm. If we've got if we've got 20 case studies that we've done on the website that are all amazing, well, let's use video to either you know, feature customers, um, in a, you know, in a very quick interview, or just let's just tell the story of that kind of customer journey and put it out on, you know, as a, as a nice video on LinkedIn. So it's, it's kind of looking at your existing content engine and seeing how can we use video to amplify kind of what we've already done versus how do we just go off and try and create nice, cool videos that have nothing to do with what we've already been doing.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So you're not you're not reinventing the wheel from a strategy perspective. It's like, it's, it's exactly the same, um, yeah. content, uh, categories and topics, that sort of thing. You're just having another avenue to, yeah. to distribute that.
0: And you can, and you can move to a, I always say this, you can move to like a, you know, a lot of companies now are, if you look at a company like paddle who are, you know, based in London, they're like a video they have a video first content approach, right? Like actually a, all, their entire content engine is is centered around video, yeah, um, and I think you can move to that as a company eventually. And I think most companies will have to. Um, but I think when you're just getting going with video, see video as more of an amplifier on top of your current content versus like a completely new, you know, mysterious channel that you've got to try and figure out.
1: Yeah, interesting. So companies are going to have to move to that you've just said, yeah. um, to being video first. You also, one of your LinkedIn posts I saw, um, a week or two back was that you think that every B2B company will have a, like a full-time content creator on, on yeah. staff, which I guess is different than you see that differently as like a marketing manager or a growth manager whatever people call it. Yes. So talk to me about that evolution. Why do you think that video is going to, going to kind of head in that direction?
0: So head in, head in the direction of creators or?
1: So both. So becoming more, I guess, the, the hand in hand, right? So yeah. we, when, you, when you mentioned about it becoming um, kind of content, becoming video first for a lot of companies, mm-hmm. I guess then the extension of that is you're going to need to hire somebody full-time to be that, that content creator. So why do you think it's going to become more, um, more video first from a content like strategy perspective?
0: So the, the very high-level simple answer here is that all social platforms are, are pushing video. Right. When mm-hmm. you look at Instagram, you look at the biggest platform right now, arguably, which is TikTok, right? They're all they're all video first, right? Obviously, TikTok is all video first. Instagram now is going in an all video first direction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, LinkedIn is is, you know, their algorithm's now starting to push LinkedIn, starting to push video a lot more heavily. So I think just social platforms are pushing this a lot more now. And I think again, to your point earlier of like, you know, the internet becoming kind of fake and it becoming, you know, a, a kind of unauthentic place when it, you know, when, it, when it comes to content. I think that video is just going to become a lot more important. And I think the, the other kind of final trend there is is short form video, right? I think short form video has just made video a lot more accessible to create. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at platforms like TikTok, how much easier it is now to just quickly construct a video. And, you know, now you don't have to, sit down and try and make a 10-minute YouTube video, which was kind of the world before. Yep. So I think just social platforms are all going in a video first direction. We'll just have to nat- we'll just naturally push everyone to, to video. Um, I think people, and again, in this new AI world that we're going into where you're going to be able to create written content and push out written content very, you know, it's it's kind of to an extent has become slightly commoditized in the way that most companies do it. Um and then the third point there of just short form, short form video, you know, it's just, it's made video a lot more accessible and easy to create. So I think video, it's it just, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, it, that's why video companies will have to go in a video first direction.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is always amazing to me what, how. Difficult it can still be to find videos on a specific topic that you're looking for. And I'm not really even talking about B2B, um, which is lagging behind. I'm talking about B2C stuff. Like quite often, I'm looking for a review of a particular thing I want to buy, or I'm going on a run and I want to see what the trail looks like, like whatever these different things are. And I think often the the argument is that these things are saturated, and actually, if you actually, if you really start to pay attention to what is out there already for what you're looking for, you realise just how much it isn't saturated. Yes, if you're trying to write, or sorry, if you're trying to make a video about, um, you know, top cash management platforms for um, retail, e-commerce, retail, you're probably going to struggle. But like, if yeah. you're niching down, there's still so much potential there. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: one hundred percent, no, one hundred percent. I think the the other point I would say is is I think particularly on 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 kind of on social as well, um, you you can't always take a you know with with like with written content, you can take a very like kind of SEO led approach where you get very focused with the topics you want to go after. Whereas, and I think this is this is the other thing for companies where they try to understand. You know this this kind of line um but i think unless you're playing like a a kind of a youtube seo game i think it's it's also understanding that not all of your videos have to be like ultra tightly focused on a Mm -hmm. you know i'm really trying to go after like one very specific niche topic there can be a little bit more of kind of like unstructuredness and it can it can feel a little bit more um you know, um, not tied to a very, very specific thing. Um, yep. so that's just the other thing to note with video, unless you are playing like the kind of YouTube SEO game where you're really trying to get like very specific with something.
1: So I guess the next question is, so if you're, you're working through these steps so with the company of, of how they're going to implement it. The <laughs> next question, and I imagine this is probably one of the most difficult questions is who's going to be on the video. Cause I <laughs> mean, I would guess that there's like a fair bit of pushback from everyone from the person and the content marketer all the way up to like the CEO trying to find the person hard. Yeah. How do you, how do you approach that?
0: So we approach it in two ways. So we were kind of initially, we were like, no, we we can't, you know, we, if, if we try and feature clients in content, like it's just going to be painful. Um, so we, we initially, our, our initial approach was like, we've kind of, we'll, we'll build our own network of creators that can, you know, that have all got their own setups that can kind of create, you know, we, we've got the script they do the videos um however we've now kind of moved to a place where actually videos become too important you know no matter the pushback we get no matter the kind of you know uh, how how painful that initial period is of just trying to like get the client confident on camera mm-hmm. um, i think video is just too important in in my opinion for you to not be you know, if you're the CEO of a company or you're the, you know, the head of marketing, right? I think it's it's too important to not be on camera. Now, are there some people who just are not going to be gone on camera at all? Yes, you know, that that will exist. Mm-hmm. But I think more people are good at it than, than they think they are. Um, and it does just, just take a bit of practice. So I think we, we always do try and encourage Clients to actually be on beyond the you know beyond the videos themselves. It's usually the CEO, you know, it's usually like the VP of marketing. It's it's that type of person, yeah, um, or just like the internal kind of you know subject matter expert. It's that's kind of who it is. Yeah, um, and again, I encourage that because I, I think video is just too important to not be trying to do it now.
1: Mm. And I think for people who are in that position where maybe they are the one who's going to be expected to be on and they're pushing back like i think they're missing a massive opportunity personally because we talk so much about like personal branding and it's it's kind of a really cringy term but all it is is about building your own reputation online and i think if you've got if you've got the chance to build that on the company's dime where they're going to be paying somebody to make sure the content is is high quality then it's it's crazy not to i often think about this with the i mean i'm sure you've seen this guy the um VidIQ which is like a company that creates yeah. like search yeah. um SEO type tools and stuff for YouTube and there's a guy who does all the videos and I often think like that guy could basically name his price for VidIQ because I'm pretty sure it's not his company he's just like an employee there and like they can't I mean yeah, yeah
0: exactly yeah, yeah, like
1: I'm sure yeah. they could get rid of him if they really wanted to but like he yeah. is the VidIQ channel yes. and you can kind it's of the create same,
0: yeah, sorry. It's the same as like the A- 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 Ahrefs guy, you know, like the guy who's, is it Sam yep. in all of those videos? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's, the, the reputation that he's built now is just, is, is, is massive.
1: Mm, from definitely. Videos. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we've talked about the creation process. Um, mm-hmm. How do you go about distribution? So yes, you can work it up on the social platforms. Is there anything specific that you do to try and to leverage and, and make sure the reach is as, as, as big as possible?
0: Yeah, so I guess, um, I guess, and again, the, the, the kind of key point here is that we will, that the strategy that we'd have for, let's say, LinkedIn, versus, you know, YouTube, while there are some similarities, um, they do differ, right? And I think this is where a lot, of, a lot of people go wrong is they'll just, the videos that they're posting on LinkedIn will also be the same videos they're posting on YouTube, which nine times out of 10 doesn't work. Um, so generally, the approach that we're taking for YouTube, um, if it's if it's not short, and that would be my caveat, um, if it's not short, then it's, and we're and we're doing like you know the kind of longer form videos, um, then we're going to be doing kind of five, 10 minute you know talking head usually kind of how to videos where we're trying to go after very specific topics. So it's usually you know a client's done a, a, a you know an article around this specific topic, and we're going to basically just create a video that. Amplifies that blog um, and that also, you know, ranks one well on YouTube. Um, so that's generally the strategy for YouTube. Um, now, the side there is obviously Shorts, and it's in a way it's similar um, because we're still trying to get those Shorts to rank for specific topics and for specific things. It's yeah. just usually with Shorts, it's broader, right? Because naturally, because of the volume of Shorts that you can push out. Yeah. Um, so it's usually we're trying to get, you know, it's, it can it can be like micro clips, so you know, clips from, for example, this podcast episode, but the key is that we're trying to not just kind of just haphazardly throw these clips onto shorts we're, we're trying to be quite focused about what title can we put here to attract, you know, a kind of a, a larger pool of people. Um, uh, whereas on LinkedIn, um, the strategy is much more kind of, I'm a, I'm a big believer now that every company, um, should be going really hard with, with just, you know, with just short videos. So, you know, Uh, Both repurposed repurposed clips, so clips from podcasts, clips from webinars, because it's just just easy to do. And it allows you to have kind of a consistent content engine, um, as well as kind of native short first clips. So where you're just, you know, you've you've created a script and then you just do a video um, or a video series on, you know, a a specific thing. A great example here would be uh, the guys over at Lavender. Um, and they've got a guy called Mike, I think he was their like head of sales on their team that does like a, a three minute sales school every week on LinkedIn, which is just like a, a video where he creates a cold email. He kind of walks through the process and it's just a really, a really kind of helpful, you know, informative, uh, you know, series that he does every week where you actually really learn something from it. Mm. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the general approach we take of YouTube is like your particularly long form. It's your SEO channel. You can you can stray away from that after a while, but really initially it's an it's just a pure SEO game. LinkedIn is more of a just short first. Let's try and just create a really engaging you know series that builds up a community and audience of people. So that that's kind of the the nuance between those.
1: And there's so many things there about what to create the content about, and I think yes. that's that's really a key component, right? Because you, you just mentioned like client webinars that you're doing already, or, or conferences. You talked about somebody sitting, the guy from Lab, Lavender sitting down and just going over his, the, the, you know, the sales the sales process that he already yeah. does. It's just yeah. like, this is what I did this week. Um, or this is what our client, um, found out this month. Yeah. And I think that's, again, it's, it seems really, or can seem really daunting to create any yes. type of content to offer off a blank piece of paper. But if you just start thinking that all people and potential clients want to see is what you do. And uh, it's just yes, packaging exactly. that in a way that's yeah. digestible, really.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I think I think every and I said this a few times, like every every company has a has a free to five minute LinkedIn video series in them, right? They can create some kind of like, you know, whether it's like a teardowns do really well. So where like, you know, if you're let's say you're a um, a landing page consultant, because I see these a few, you know, I've seen these a few. You know, all over the place on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Create a, a a landing page teardown series where you tear down SaaS landing pages, and that's your that's your series that you do, right? So I think, every, yeah, every everyone has the ability to create some kind of quick, short video series that builds up an audience of people that kind of sees them as an expert in that.
1: So how do you go about making the um, videos? engaging right because that's Mm -hmm. even if it's only five minutes or something if you've just got somebody sitting at the screen just talking away that that's it's hard to keep people engaged especially these days so how do you what kind of tricks and tips do you have to Mm -hmm. to try and get those videos yeah on content especially b2b content that's maybe you know you're not talking about kim kardashian or (laughs) you know the football or anything like that it's sometimes hard to keep people interested what do you do around that
0: story 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 Right. Again, I the, think the, the really super big miss with B2B content is it just gets way too logical and gets way too, um, you know, data points flying everywhere. And it, it's, it, it always lacks a story. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we did a video for, uh, for Gong um, about, about, about a month back now, where it was basically about what's the best cold call opening line right now we could have just that video literally could have just been so we reviewed the stats and we saw that after you know reviewing data that the best video and that would have been really boring um and no one would have watched it and so instead the kind of approach that we took is we kind of weaved in a theme from the wolf of wall street and kind of the opening part of that video was the jordan belfort um you know line from 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 the scene and i can't remember the exact line now but the point is we're weaving in kind of you know like kind of cultural things that people would be able to relate to you know people in sales would be able to relate you know and would find that kind of Belfort thing funny um, and so we're, whatever the topic is we're always trying to find a a kind of uh where it's a, a funny a kind of a, a funny side of it um, and we're just trying to weave it around a, yeah, a kind of interesting story. And I can leave that video. You can put it in the show notes if you want, so people can kind of check it out. Um, but the point is, we're we're trying to always weave in a story into it, and really spend actually quite a lot of time in the in the kind of scripting phase. Right? Um, there's a there's there's kind of been this. Um, I see a lot of people who say don't script videos. You know, just kind of go off, go just go off and speak and da 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 da. I think actually. I would, I would push back on that quite a lot and say that, um, while that can work for some people and while in a podcast conversation, obviously we're not scripting this. Um, I do think when you're doing sit down videos, Mm. you should be spending the absolute 90% of your time should be going in the scripting kind of phase, right? That's where all your time should be going because it just, it, 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 that's what will kind of determine how good your video actually is and how good the story is.
1: And that's, that's worth kind of underlining really, isn't it? Because yeah. I think again, this is this is where people can um get results that aren't exactly what they are hoping for because yes. you need to contextualize everything that you're doing for your content. You've already talked about obviously the difference between like shorts and yeah. Uh, shorts and long form and LinkedIn, that sort of thing. One of the things that I often hear is, as a, uh, and something that I, I talk about as well is, is about if you want to start creating uh, video content is to take the blog post that you've written and use that as a quasi script for a YouTube video. But I think when when i say that and when you hear that from other people it's it's not about just reading the blog post because the way that we write blogs now is is that we want the value up front because people don't read every word from top to bottom so that element of story that you're talking about a blog yes. post doesn't really have a beginning middle and end no um, like no. like a story because you don't want to wait you don't want to wait until the very end to actually bring a conclusion because no one's going to stick around that long yeah, yeah, whereas yeah. with yeah. video if someone clicks on a video you, you need there to be a little bit of mystery or a little bit of a, a teaser to actually yes. get them to stay until the end. So again, I think it's, it's really important, isn't it, to just really contextualize each piece yes. of content. It can be about the same topic, can have the same themes, can have the same key points, but you do need to kind of, create it from scratch almost for each individual channel that you're looking at.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. In fact, we had a, we had a client that had been doing exactly that. So they'd been taking their blogs and literally almost word for word reading them mm. out as like as video scripts. And when you listened back and when you, you know watched these videos, they just didn't sound right at all. Right. There was, again, there was no story. It was like super robotic. Um, and I've, I've seen quite a lot of people recommend that, that you just literally almost like take that as a script. Um, and while I think there's maybe very little elements you can take, I think the core idea is that, you know, let's just like, you did this blog on this topic and it, you know, it hit as an idea. Now we just need to like kind of reject that for, for video. Um, so yeah. Um, and I think that it also goes back to a point of obviously, I know you had Justin on, you know, repurposing. Um, I think a lot of people think about repurposing as direct repurposing where, you said something really smart in a podcast episode, take that directly as a clip and then post it on LinkedIn or you did a really good blog. Let's reformat that into a, you know, exactly reformat that into a video. I think the way I think about repurposing, I think Justin's starting to say this as well. It's not always about like directly repurposing the asset. It's just about taking the idea that worked and then just reformatting that for, for YouTube and actually reformatting it for YouTube, not just, you know, like you said, kind of just, you know, half half repurposing.
1: That kind of leads into the the other thing, which we've touched on a little bit, but it's about um, B2B companies or any company really, but I think B2C already kind of do this to a certain degree, but th- specifically B2B companies thinking more like influencers. And that's something that, yes. that Justin Simon um, talks about a lot himself. And I think one of the trends you tend to see, especially now, like with TikTok and the alg- this kind of why the algorithm is more important than follower numbers and that sort of thing, Is that you see creators try a bunch of different things and then something really hits, and then they create like a million different variations on the theme Um, and they become that, that becomes their channel. And I guess that's at a lesser degree, that's kind of what you're talking about, isn't it? It's about like finding what themes that is relevant to your company that are resonating the most, getting the most traction, and then thinking, well, that really hit. How many different ways can I say this or how many different angles can I come at? Because I think it's a it's a challenge as a company or a creator to feel like you're saying the same thing over and over. But actually, if you look at like all the most successful companies out there, that's basically what they do. All the all the individual creators.
0: Yes, no, hundred percent. I think it's also a challenge as well, and you you hear a lot of creators talk about this um, of the. You're not always going to, the the, the the theme or the thing that you kind of want to talk about from the get-go might not be the thing that, you know, your audience actually uh, actually likes and actually wants yeah. you to talk about, which is the other hard thing that, to kind of accept, right? Because you start doing this, you know, you start talking about this one theme, I've done it, and it just doesn't hit at all. No one finds it interesting, you know, it's it's just... It's just, it's not, it's not something that people, you know, you know, your audience or that you can build an audience around. So I think it's just learning that you might have to adapt, right. And you might have to kind of pivot to a theme that maybe initially doesn't make as much sense, but like it will kind of, it will grow over time. But I think it's, it's funny though, because it's, it's hard for a lot of companies to do that because they tend to be very fixed about, well, no, we can only speak to this or we can only speak to these mm. three themes, um, And so I think it's learning to be a little bit more flexible, especially on social, right? Especially on social where you really can't control what people are interested in. You kind of have to just slightly, I'm going to say it, play to the algorithm a little bit. Yeah. And play to, you know, what is is kind of what people are actually interested in.
1: Definitely. And it's not to say you can't, you know, you can't, uh, not pivot, but you can't, Bring in new things after that. My actually, I go to a, I go to like an osteopath, um, and he just like like massages and stuff like that. And he creates content on on TikTok, not not TikTok so much, but Mm -hmm. on uh, Instagram, which is like cracks. So it's 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 a great it's a great um, it's really good. He sets up like it puts a lapel mic on on the person getting cracked, and then does the cracks, and it's like you know that's that's awesome. It's like pimple popping and all that stuff. And then you know once you go in and see him he does do that but that's like if you're there with him for an hour that might be like five five maybe ten minutes and the rest is like making sure that he's doing everything properly but it's yeah it doesn't have to be that just because you're creating content about that thing that that is the only thing you can do for the clients once they're in the front door
0: yes no exactly exactly but it's a it's, it's a hard thing i think for a lot of people to 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 realize that because um you know you, you want to be I, I yeah i think a lot of people find it hard to make that pivot and to you know to yeah
1: that. So what about AI? One of the last things I want to, have to talk to you about is, is AI. It's just obviously everywhere at the moment. Um, the, I mean, the AI videos I've seen are pretty fucking horrendous. The, uh, the pizza commercial and the beer commercial and stuff, they're pretty funny at this point. Um, but I mean, from a content marketing perspective in general, not just video, how do you see AI mm-hmm. kind of changing this, um, the landscape and is that increase in video content part of that?
0: Yeah. Um, so look, I'm not a, I think to be clear, I'm not. I'm not like a. And so when I talk about like Google and I talk about, I'm not an SEO expert, right? Um, but my general viewpoint here, just having looked at, and obviously Bard, which has happened literally in the last week, you know yep. that Google have that Google have released. Um, I think it. I think it does change um, consumption in quite a big way, um, and I think it does because, and again, kind of going back to my point earlier, you know, and I don't think it, I. Does 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 AI and does 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 it completely commoditize written content? No, right? Because there's still going to be room for very well written and very well, you know, and just great writers, right? I don't think we're at that place yet. Do we get there in the next five years? Maybe because the pace that you know the the how quick this is moving, I, maybe we do. I don't think anyone can predict that. Um, but I think because of how easy it is now, and we've played around with it, you know, and when you you know how to do prompts properly, and you know how to how to get a good output, I think because of how easy it is to, to create written content now, um, it will become slightly commoditized to an extent, right? And I think as, as more and more companies start to realize how to properly use these tools, um, I, I think it just naturally pushes video into a, into a kind of place where more companies are gonna have to adopt it, right? Because when everyone is just constantly pushing out written text and written content, um, I think people are just going to be craving a kind of more, again, to your point earlier, a kind of a more authentic voice that, you know, they're going to want to feel and, and follow real, real humans. Um, I also think because of the way that, um, Google, you know, the way that they've just barred and, and how that's now going to be structured, where you type in something and it kind of, it, it gives you a, it gives you a quick response and it gives you the sourced articles on the side. Um, and obviously kind of the, the nature now of, of zero click consumption, you know, uh, kind of, that's just, that's gonna, that's gonna increase a lot. Um, I think, I just think video gets to a place where it's just going to become a lot more important now. Um, Mm. so yeah, that's, that's kind of my, I think written content does become slightly more commoditized now. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think video is kind of the, um, the, the last authentic voice in in all of this.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would agree for your kind of, your, very kind of specific chatbot type questions like how do I do X or what is the, um, you know, what is, how do I find Y or, you know, what's the method for doing this? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, yeah, it's that kind of opinion-based stuff which is going to continue to be uh, where Mm -hmm. written content provides the most value. So what is what is going to happen in the future with in this particular industry Mm -hmm. or how does Mm -hmm. this new technology impact, um, you know, these sorts of businesses? But I think actually... What you're talking about there with the video with the video content is actually going to be more important for written content as well because again, it's I think the um, the source of where we're getting our information from is going to become a lot more important. We're going to think a lot yeah. more about well, who is the actual person Who's writing gonna, this? Yeah, yeah, and I think bylines yeah. are going to become much more important in in written content. And I think you know if you're somebody who appears on YouTube. A lot people have seen your face. That's linked to by other companies, um, you know, embedded on other websites. I think all of this just builds this. Um, uh, what does Dozy calls like the content universe? I think it's it's not going to be enough to just say we're just going to do a blog or we're just going to do a YouTube channel. I think all these things need to need to combine in the future to provide that reputation, basically.
0: So how do you cuz obviously you you're you're you you probably know more than I do here. well you 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 definitely will like when uh, obviously because you know as so, so Google's new release so Bard so when so when so when someone types something in do do you think people are still you know zero so zero click consumption is does do you see just that getting massive or do you think people will still want to go into articles and they're still like how do you think that behavior plays out i'd be curious to to kind of see what you think
1: i think i think in the short term and by short term i mean like the next five ten years i don't think it changes much because actually we've already we've already had zero click content for a long time so the featured snippets on google has been around for ages so you would think people get the answer on the featured snippet they don't click on the article but that's that's not what happens, so um, I don't think I don't think fundamentally it actually changes anything because the clients, um, yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, if you're interested in a topic, if you want an answer of how many, um, what is a hundred ounces in grams? Yeah, like yeah. that's zero click. But that has been zero click for a long time now. So yeah, from my perspective, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not convinced it changes too mm. much. Mm. Um, I think when it, where it will change is when we go 10, 15, 20 years, where like my kids will just grow up only having used, you know, chat bots. Then, then potentially, there's a, th- a thing well, where they, a just kind of yeah, yeah, they just kind of don't. Yeah, exactly. They just don't click through because they just never really have, have had to. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, see how it plays. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: I think it's just all going to depend on that. Obviously, obviously, the output and you know, I'd be interested to see even for quite nuanced topics, how it, when you, when you put something in very nuanced, like what, what is the answer it gives you? And yeah, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there's all this talk of regulation at the moment. Um, yeah,
0: which will naturally slow a lot of things down. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, that's been, uh, that's been really, really interesting um, to, to have that conversation. I definitely think it's something that more companies should be thinking of doing. And like you say, it doesn't have to be this, gorilla in the room, where it's like shit. We're gonna have to put aside a million pounds or a million dollars a year to, to create video content. You can definitely do it in a way that mm-hmm. um, fits into the existing marketing budget. So, look, thanks so much for coming on. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, Joe, what's the what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Um, if you want to just follow me around on LinkedIn for a while and just just see <laughs> see what I'm putting out, um, then it's just Joseph Newton on LinkedIn. Um, if you are you know, actively considering doing video, then it's, uh, use sway.co. Um, and then, you know, we can, uh, on the site, you can book a call and we can have a chat. Um, uh, but yeah, I would just follow me around on LinkedIn for a while and just see if you, uh, think what I say is interesting and then go from there.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah. Thanks again for coming on the show. Appreciate it, Tom. Awesome.
0: Thank you.